What is up everyone? You are listening to the Internet Domination Radio and I'm your host Ankit. So on today's episode, I interview a friend of mine from Florida. Uh his name is Chenot and he is an amazing entrepreneur. He has a variety of businesses. He's into acting, fashion design, innovating a lot of different things. And on this interview, we speak about a lot of our passions basically. So as a versatile artist, I know you all have heard me call myself a versatile artist before and he is along the same vibe as well so if you are into that you might enjoy that even if you are not into that you'll you're still going to enjoy that so yeah uh, keep listening and i hope you have a great time okay so um tell the audience a little bit about yourself uh my name is chainat i'm uh, 18 years old i live in florida in the united states i founded Uh, my own business, not innovative, which I currently operate out of my house. Uh, I aspire to be an actor uh, as I get older, with as an entrepreneur to uh, support myself through uh, the hardships of acting because it is a very difficult lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, an aspiring businessman, aspiring entrepreneur, aspiring uh, actor, and very passionate, very driven, very motivated, and uh, very enthusiastic. <laughs> Absolutely. I can see that because you have a lot of things going on right now like uh your yes. Instagram bio says you're an actor, entrepreneur, product photography and then you're yes. a video editor for Faded Airsoft. And yep. Yeah. I I work for an airsoft team uh in my own locality. I work for them. Well, they're a couple hours south of me, but yep. I work for them. I edit all their videos for their YouTube channel. and uh i may also be doing some videography and photography for another guy who is also an airsofter for his two companies um but i'm not exactly sure where that's going yet i'm still uh working that out yeah so go- like going by your instagram posts all of them like look like you're like really into like airsoft um yes them, yeah <laughs> like i think like 90% of your posts are like related to airsoft <laughs> yeah yes i do i do a lot of posting more recently now because i have a lot of content uh in my books surrounding uh that topic but i also take a lot of pictures and post a lot of photography and video content on my instagram pages i manage five instagram pages um yep i have five different instagram pages for one is my personal one is my business one is my and there's a meme page. page one is photography and then i have a meme page yes just because yeah. why not absolutely like meme pages are like obviously it's fun and like there's some pretty good <laughs> memes too i just checked it out a while ago let's talk about your business first not innovative and that's not with a double t right uh it is with a double t yes so yeah. not innovative because N-O-T-T initially like when my I, last name yeah initially when i heard it i thought it was like a you know like an irony on innovation like not yes innovative. but then i realized it's well that's name. actually the exact that's the exact uh that's exactly why i needed that actually was because i had the last name not nott and i figured not innovative it would be a little bit of like a fun ironic pun to have for you know Absolutely. not innovative it's an amazing coincidence it is yeah. it is and i took it and i ran with it yeah all right so tell what uh, what do you basically do about with that business Well, with that business, um I put out essentially that is like my own personal brand and I put out all of my skills or talents, I guess you could say, quote unquote, uh out there as far as video editing, as far as photography, as far as modeling goes, as far as performing and uh some of the products that I've developed. Um one of the main product that I currently uh advertise right now 
is a mic pack belt. That is for uh, for the actors out there. We use uh, mic microphones. Yeah, I, I we saw that on your website. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, mic packs, and it's very hard to figure out where to store those on our body, especially when we have costume changes and stuff like that during a show. So I developed that strap as a method to secure the mic pack to your body. Uh, in, in the most discreet way possible for maximum comfort and to make sure that the MyPack stays safe. That is the first product that I've developed. Uh, other products that I sell on the website include some of the leather work that I do because uh, I am a leathersmith. Um, I make leather sheaths for knives. I make leather coasters. I make keychains, stuff like that. And I sell those on the website as well. Yeah, and you even have like a keychain and stuff. I saw that you, you were working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is like one of your... One of your first posts, as I scrolled down, it was like something related to um, a key. Uh, you have a sewing machine and the what do you say? A lot of leather lying around, and it's I have a lot stuff. of leather. Yes. Funny enough, I actually don't have a sewing machine. Everything that I make is uh, sewn by hand. Okay. So uh, yeah, but that that was the post on not innovative, like one of the first posts, right? Yes. Yeah. I believe so. And, um, yeah, so tell me about your photography and stuff. Like, you say you're a product photographer, right? Yes. So product photography for me is uh, I've taken pictures for my own uh, products. Um, Obviously, I take pictures of everything that I make for my own uh, website. That makes it easy. I don't have to hire a photographer to take the pictures for my products. Um, I've also taken some fun pictures of another local business, that I, that I purchased their products and I took some pictures for them and sent it to them and they've since used it on their Instagram page and uh, given me credit for it. A small company called Herbert Sherwood, I took some pictures of their ice cream uh, and their labels. <clears throat> I Let's see, uh, I also took some pictures for Deluxe Brand, which is another local business um, that I'm good friends with the, with the founder of that company. I took some pictures of his uh, shirts that he sells and I may be doing some other stuff for him, but I'm not exactly sure. Um, the job that I also alluded to that I might be doing for another guy in his company, I might be doing product photography through that. But again, I'm not exactly sure, so I'm not going to say too much about that right now because it's still in the works. Yeah. Uh, related product photography, I came across this thing. Um, uh, do you know Tyler Babin? He used to work for Gary Vee. Tyler Babin. I keep... Uh, I, I, I've heard that name, yes. Yeah, so like um, he used to work for Gary Vee and um, he was like his videographer or something like... A secondary uh-huh. videographer other than d-rock so um mm-hmm. he yeah he like i think last year he left the job and he got uh, adobe creative residency um i don't know what that means but it's basically like adobe is like paying you to like stay there or something like that i'm not too sure yeah, about that cool. but yeah so he basically ordered a pair of nike shoes and then he did an amazing photo shoot with that like it's like a studio level photo uh-huh. shoot, but he did it at home. Like that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, Nike doesn't take that good pictures as he does. So I mean, mm-hmm. Nike, it was not sponsored or anything, but he did it. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's one quote which he said that. Uh, uh, wait, I'll just pull it out right now. I'm a big believer in creating the work you'd want one day want to be hired to make. So exactly. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, I think right now, yeah. If you do it for your own stuff or you do it for fun, and you show that you're capable, people will eventually start hiring you or at least uh, sending you inquiries about the kind of work that you do because they're interested in it as well. If you can show that you can do it, people will flock to you. Absolutely. Yeah. 
totally so yeah other than pro- product photography like do you do other types of photography as well like portrait and stuff <laughs> i do i started photography i want to say about 3 years ago now um or 3 3 or 4 years ago uh i started working with this company called grad images uh which is a sub company under the its parent company iconic group uh here in the united states and my job was to go to various graduations around the country and like uh this is college university um and high school alike go to the graduation ceremonies and take pictures of the events i was paid a flat fee to go and take these pictures i started that and i discovered i'm very good at that job but there wasn't a lot of creative liberty in that job uh, i still love the job i'm still doing it i still work for um, grad images as of now and i love the job but there's not a lot of creative liberty in there a lot of the settings are on the cameras are preset so Uh um, my mom has been a photographer since like years and years and years and years before uh this I mean she's been a photographer for as long as I can remember yeah. and a few months ago I took interest in it and I took this job uh in Miami which is a few hours south of me to go shoot on a film set uh in it was February and March uh this past um February and March I was in Miami uh, right before the coronavirus stuff went down and i took that job and i was like i need to learn more about photography um so in the months of like november and december and kind of into january i spent my time learning with my mom and i did some stuff with that i took some pictures for some people locally and learned how to use lightroom and photoshop and learned how to make pretty much the best pictures that i could absolutely like and since then i've been growing in like photography it does yes that it just changes the whole vibe is, yeah. of the picture like it, that's it that's does amazing. it can so over the past few months i've been really honing in on that photography so that i can advertise myself as a product photographer as an event photographer so that i can basically take pictures of virtually anything with the exception of weddings i do not want to be involved with weddings absolutely yeah so um, i think the perfect definition of a person like you I feel like even I would call myself this type of a person I would say like I and you are like uh, versatility artists so like yes. we have a lot of I passions would... and we are like I feel like instead of like being jack of all trades we can be the master of all trades because like we are trying to be great at everything we like doing yes. so like I feel that is I this... like yes absolutely i feel like this is a skill a lot of people should implement because like you've heard people say like you should uh, do one thing and do it really well i feel like that's not true anymore you really need to be good at a lot of things in order to survive right now so right and yeah it le- especially especially if that one line of work disappears for you and then you have nothing else yeah, yeah. definitely have a few hobbies that you're really good at at least to fall back on if anything yeah. um i like having i like having the ability to sell myself out as a performer on stage for you know an outdoor event and then go be able to take pictures for somebody else entirely and then being able to create a leather sheath for somebody's knife and then being able to go and edit a video for somebody like i like being able to have, have all these different niches so i can quite literally i have a service right now i quite literally have a service for almost everybody that would need something Absolutely. done i can most likely offer it yeah so because like as you said you wanted to be an actor as well as a photographer so like let's take mm-hmm. an example here like let's say leonardo dicaprio uh, is an actor as well as he became a photographer now people uh-huh. would like they would rather like 
I mean, because he's DiCaprio, people would absolutely like love to get their pictures taken by him because of his personal brand, <laughs> rather than let's right. say someone like Peter McKinnon, who's like a really established photographer. So mm-hmm. because of the brand value, so like that's an amazing thing you're doing right there. Because uh, like even being an actor is like such a cool move, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like so, like uh, speaking about the entertainment industry, like who are like your biggest role models in the industry? Oh man, for me, um, I mean, as far as a generalized generalized role models for the entire industry, it really depends per person. There's not like one singular person that like is the role model to go by. Though there are a few very popular ones. Um, uh, Tom Hank. Uh, you know, um, I, I'm having trouble thinking of actors' names right now. But um, as far as role models for me. I really look up to this one this one dance teacher that I have. Uh, his name is Herman Payne. He's somebody that I look up to a lot because of everything that he's done and his credits and just his talent in general. Uh, as far as actors on the screen, uh, I really, really like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is actually one of them. I know you brought him up. Uh, he's yeah. actually one of those actors that I really, really like. Uh, there is also... Oh man, I'm just trying to think, and uh, I'm I'm having trouble thinking of. Uh, names Absolutely, right now. it's not uh, a problem. So, yeah. so you can like. Yeah. Um. All right. So like, tell me uh, recently, like a few movies you've watched that have really like sparked up your imagination and like your creativity and stuff like that. Oh man. Okay. So there's this one movie. Uh, I believe I told you about it in, in prior conversation. Yeah. 1917. Came yeah. out to theaters. Yes, it came out to theaters recently, and it. The movie, for, for those of you who don't know how the movie was shot, the, the reason that that movie is more powerful and significant and uh, more impressive, I guess I could say, than other basic war films, because that's what it is. It is a war film, a war story, Yeah, is the entire film is meant to look as if it was taken in one continuous shot. Like, one continuous, like, never cutting throughout the entire film. It is incredibly done. And if you watch some behind the scenes of how it was all put together and how it was all organized, that it is, is crazy. Yeah, even I, more I did impressive. One. Like, there's this one scene where they're jumping. So, like, they jump into some, a bed kind of thing. And then later, that is covered up by a wall. And then they start running, which is like two scenes separated by, like, a, you know, like yes. a, a, a obstacle. So, like, that obstacle is like covering up the, and it's stitching up the two scenes together. Right. Yeah. yeah so, it's. it's that's the transition yeah yeah it's incredible totally so what are other movies anything else um as cheesy as it is i did just watch another uh film recently by i believe it i believe it's a pixar film uh it's called onward i want to say it's called onward um and it's about these two these two brothers that um had that uh come across a spell to bring their father who passed away at a young age uh, to bring him back for a day and they're casting the spell and they screwed up and only brought back half of him and it's it's hilarious how it's brought out but it has a really cool message to it and that movie uh kind of got me thinking and stuff like that and has since fueled some creative juices as far as photography and stuff like that goes yeah absolutely i'm on their page right now and it has got 88 percent on rotten tomatoes so like i mean that's a really good movie yeah I think I should add that onto my list as well. So, yes, absolutely, yeah. And um, uh, what was I saying? Wait. 
Um, just lost my train of thought. Wait. It's <laughs> um, alright. Oh yeah, uh, you previously mentioned that uh, it's your like dream to perform on Broadway. Yes. Yeah. So like a lot of people listening to this might not have an idea of what Broadway is. So like, can you elaborate on that? All right. So as far as in the acting world and stuff like that, we have the one big place to be. Obviously, some people will go to like California, whereas where Hollywood is located. Yeah. Um, and some people might go to like Chicago because there's a lot of uh, big popular theaters and companies there as far as performing on stage and film alike. But the one big place for a lot of us actors is a place in New York. It's a street called Broadway. This is where a lot of theaters are, and they are some of the most prestigious theaters around, hosts some of the best shows that have ever graced the stage on in these theaters, on this road, in this section of New York. So Broadway isn't exactly like one theater that you would want to get into. Yeah, it's just it's like, like this area. It's like an area where like all popular theaters are located at the at a stretch, right? Right, and it's where some of the best shows in the country are put on. Yeah, so uh, I came across this one video where uh, I think this artist, his name is Wayne Brady. He uh, performed mm-hmm. on Broadway. So like he, he was talking as if like it is like a great achievement. So I now mm-hmm. that you have said this, I think it is. So it's like not only for actors, I guess it's also for musicians and stuff, right? Yes, it, it can be for performers, for musicians, for uh, anybody that has any kind of acting ability uh, or musical talent that gets cast in some kind of show or performance or piece that is being performed on Broadway. Uh, it's very, it's a very prestigious ability to be able to be cast Absolutely. on, or not ability, I guess. It's very, yeah. it's, it's looked highly upon. I guess. Absolutely. Ever since, like, you mentioned it previously on a call, like, I've been looking mm-hmm. it up on YouTube and stuff like that, and, like, now, honestly, when I'm thinking, like, what what can I do to get in there and stuff like that, you know, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's a really, I would say, a hard kind of thing to do, but it's why not give it a it's chance? It's very difficult. The yeah. acting world is not a world of glitz and glamour. Most of us, until we hit a high, like a really big role that just, you know, kickstarts our career into space. Most of us struggle very, have a very rough lifestyle as far as um, trying to pay for rooming and classes and whatever else we would need to stay in New York until we get cast in something, which it might take, you know, a few months. It might take years and years to get cast in something. And some of the best people Unfortunately, just because of the way it works and dumb luck, some of the best people will never get cast and some mediocre people will get cast just because they fit the role better. It's v- it's a very, very rough uh, I think uh, a major to- problem is, like, I think New York's lifestyle, it's, like, pretty expensive, right? It is. The, yeah. it, it's much, much more expensive to live in New York City uh, and New York in general. It's much more expensive to live there. However the minimum wage payments for jobs and stuff like that is also higher, but it's not high enough to offset those costs. It still costs quite a bit to live there, even with a decent paying job in New York. Yeah, I've heard that it's like $2,000 for a studio apartment, right? Uh, It it can be roughly, it can be anywhere from $1,000 a month 
to you know five thousand to ten thousand you know whatever it depends on where it depends it depends on a few things it depends on where the apartment is how nice yeah. the building is who owns it all that kind of stuff how clean it's kept and yeah. it'll cost more or less depending on, it, it it depends more so on the area that it's located yeah. in new york i think manhattan would be like price. one of the more expensive places compared to like well what do you say buffalo maybe Yes, so definitely like the Bronx and Brooklyn are definitely some cheaper areas to live in versus places like Manhattan or just nicer sections of New York City. Less yeah. crime, less stuff. <laughs> All right, so um uh this is a amazing question. I it just popped into my head. If you are given a chance, would you like make it big in Hollywood or get into Broadway? What is uh Broadway 100%. Broadway. Uh, films are cool, being in movies are cool, but it's not where my passions lie. I would like to try it, I would like to see what it's like, but I've not trained in it, I've not really done much of it. So I honestly, I would much rather be on stage than in front of a camera. So like, what's the major difference do you feel in between like, okay, uh, so is it like acting on stage or like on camera? Like, is that the difference between Hollywood and Broadway? For the most part, Hollywood is more so focused around the film industry and movies, whereas Broadway is more focused on uh, stage plays. The differences alone are you're either in front of a camera and you take the same scene 15 times before you get the right take and then you move on to the next scene or whatever, whereas on stage, you're in front of a live audience and you have that one shot to get everything right every single performance and it's a totally different style of performing you have to be louder your mannerisms have to be different to portray the same emotions whereas on film you can be smaller and more um hidden with your facial expressions and stuff because the camera can be closer and can capture those little nuances where when you're on stage and somebody in row x in the back of the theater isn't going to see those small differences you have to be bigger you have to do things differently absolutely uh, Yeah, I would so say it like totally request. Yeah, more perfection in Broadway. Yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. More so, definitely more perfection when you're on stage, you only have that one shot to do it in front of that audience and you've got to yeah. get it right. And even I think like Hollywood is like I think Hollywood changes a lot of people in terms of yes. how they perceive the world and stuff like once someone makes it into Hollywood, they think like they're the greatest and stuff and they just don't care about anyone. And stuff like it depends like. on the person. Some people yeah, do uh, get a massive majority. Massive yeah. Exactly. The majority of the people they're just consumed by Hollywood. And uh, I have no idea um I have no idea about that. I don't know anybody personally that's in the industry as far as I know um that's made it super big. So I know that it can give some people a massive ego boost and unfortunately those people still continue to get work. But yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I feel like well, a lot of people I think have yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I think like YouTubers are most of the people like who strike it big in Hollywood and like just think I have no idea. Yeah, yeah I, I think know, like I said, like, I don't know about that industry. YouTubers and stuff like they prefer living in LA because like I think YouTube is like kind of like the new Hollywood. So like if you make it in YouTube, you're kind of like accepted into Hollywood as well. But like I feel like uh I've, after doing like a little more research, I feel like Broadway is like more for like actual artists as compared to like hollywood maybe just for tiktok stars i think i think that's my perception to a certain degree that could be 
true, yeah. but not exactly true for all of it. It's it's very it's very difficult to pinpoint it down to an exact science because the truth of the the fact of the matter is it's not an exact science. Everybody's different. Everybody handles it differently, and it's just two very different areas with its own two different sets of people, stereotypes, um, work ethics, everything. I mean, everything is different in those two different fields of work. Yeah, I'm like uh, generally I'm like just talking about like you know the majority of it like in general so in general right. that's what I feel yeah and gotcha. uh, yeah so as you were saying before like you uh, you kind of want to get into the fashion industry as well right yes i i so with not innovative i've discovered recently that i've made it quite broad as far as all the different services that i offer and i was talking to a good friend of mine who's kind of been with me since the beginning uh, on all this and he was telling me, he's like, dude, I don't even know what I would go to Not Innovative for at this point because there's just so much stuff on there as far as photography, as far as the products and stuff, stuff like that goes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I obviously need to do some rethink- rethinking, which I am doing right now. I'm rethinking the company and its business model a little bit, which I've explained to you a little bit. Uh, I plan on trying to separate Not Innovative into potentially three different – no. I plan on separating not innovative, not innovative into two different companies. I think um, I'm thinking about Not Shots being like a photography-based company and video and editing-based company, but I'm still trying to figure that out. Don't quote me on any of that. And yeah. I want to try to create an apparel brand. I'm currently working on that. I've got a designer working on some stuff for me right now, and I'm also working on some various forms of apparel myself so yes i would like to but it's off in the going because i don't know anything about it (laughs) yeah so i think like uh the major inspiration you can get uh while starting apparel brand is probably from one of the greatest uh, fashion designers of our time um none other than virgil abloh the founder of off-white i mean he's just a creative genius like he was a so like professionally he's like an architect um he went to architecture school and everything and then but over there his professors told him like he doesn't have the logical way of thinking and executing things so like gotcha. his professor wouldn't like put him in like major projects and stuff like that which involved like a lot of thinking and stuff yeah so like uh, yeah virgil abloh his uh, so basically he was uh, said no a lot of times so now like whenever like people say no to him he takes that as an opportunity and turns that into like something great so like oh, absolutely yeah um so like you see off white like they just make a lot of things like um i mean you have probably seen off white designs right uh as far like it, it does ring a bell yeah i think i've seen something like it yes yeah because like most of their products they are literally described the way it is so let like let's say a uh, let's say a purse okay so uh, it'll be just like a white color purse and in double quotes it's written purse that's it like that's the uh, de- design of the product. right yeah and let's say a t-shirt so uh, so then it'll be like uh, double quotes t-shirt and that's the whole t-shirt or double quotes off-white like that's pretty much it like so like they go for minimal gotcha. designs and like they try to bring a lot of imperfection in that too so like I mean they embrace the imperfectness in that so um like they pretty much like what uh, his professor said he wouldn't be able to execute he executes that and like he turns that into a trend so that is pretty right 
yeah and not only is he is he like um a fashion designer i mean he's also the creative director for louis vuitton and other many fashion labels and right. he's also dj by the night and i think currently at this moment while we are speaking he is actually live streaming his dj concert right now uh, i see that's awesome yeah no i think he has stopped right now yeah okay so yeah now basically i mean not that his music is great i mean if virgil is listening please like don't come back at me but yeah <laughs> um yeah that so perspective yeah perspective is all part of the yeah history. i mean total respect like he he's a massive inspiration to me and i feel like he should be a massive inspiration to anyone who's like starting out a clothing brand so like i feel that's the greatest thing out there yeah about fashion yeah. designs it so does, yeah. i'm i'm looking at some of his stuff right now vogue has a uh listing on off white uh menswear and yeah. i'm looking through some of the slideshows right now the clothing is definitely unique uh by all means it's um unusual it looks like they pertain more towards like slim and slim and skinny it looks like that's kind of where they go uh as well as leather they seem to have a lot to do with uh leather and suits yeah that like, could be good for you as well uh some like someone like a youtuber probably would have like a big loyal fan base and they would buy their clothing just because it's it's the person who the uh, clothing represents but then like right but for you to like really buy the clothing for what it is and how it looks like it needs to be really be different like you can't just let's say come up with a clothing brand just like let's say a cool name let's say like cool brand and you can't just have like the tech school brand on the t-shirt and like expect to get a million sales no. right exactly i mean that doesn't happen so like there, it really i mean to a certain degree right yeah yeah like it's it's really about like innovation and stuff you really need to come up with a lot of ideas and research and see what's trending and stuff like that and right, then like exactly. yeah and yeah, i think another people who have very large brands who come out with clothing companies surprisingly enough don't always get the sales that they would expect yeah because is a person who has you know um i'll use i'll use uh, actually something that Gary Vee talked about recently as an example somebody who has you know 4 million followers on instagram or a couple like you know a million or 2 million you know well no let's not let's not go that high if they've got that that many followers then obviously you know something's happening right but let's say they've got you know a couple tens of thousands like 90,000 or 100,000 followers or something like that on their social media but it's a you know a girl or whatever that is just really pretty and she gets a lot of followers because of her looks or whatever or the kinds yeah. of pictures that she would post if that person then goes and creates a product or a course or a apparel set they their fan base is purely because of their content not because of the person people exactly. buy from yeah. people not from content if that exactly. makes sense so that Sense. that people totally like uh, defies the concept that the product should sell itself which is like a popular sales term exactly. i think yeah so yeah yes. that's that's the thing and even like i think limited drops are like a thing right now like people want exclusivity so like uh, collections so, which are like really limited like let's say someone drops like let's say supreme they dropped only 100 hoodies so like you would definitely want to be a part of those 100 people who have those hoodies so that's why i think exclusivity increases the price Right exactly. So that's yeah. that's one thing is like if you have a decent name for yourself if you I would say never start out with exclusive stuff because right now nobody Absolutely. knows you and nobody yeah. knows why 
you would they would want your exclusive thing. But if you have a t-shirt, if you have, let's say, let's say for a basic spreadsheet of products, you have two different style t-shirts, a hoodie, uh, a beanie or two, maybe, maybe shoes. Shoes are very expensive to get into. Yeah. It's very hard to get that started. But let's say you have a pair, you know, a stylish shoe and shorts and like joggers. Let's say yeah. you've got one of those and then you have two different t-shirt designs. If you've got all that and you're making one to 10 sales a day on those t-shirts and on the, on the different pieces of clothing, that, do that maintain that sales thing and try to increase your sales over six months and then drop something exclusive once you have 2,000 pieces of clothing out there and people kind of know who you are to a certain degree. Absolutely. Then you drop the exclusive, hey, we're only making 50 of these. Hey, we're only making 200 of these. Hey, we're only making 10 pairs of these, you know? Yeah. Um, another good thing to do with exclusive stuff is don't – is possibly don't even make 50 of them or make 10 of them and then upgrade the price, you know, five times to, you know, make it a $75 shirt because it's only 10 of them. Instead, make it a giveaway based thing and gain a followers from it. You know, tag yeah. four people, tag three people, share this on your story. One extra entry for every person that shares it on these different social media pages, tag us, whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think so like, do that kind of stuff, make it exclusive, make people really want it, and then you can make it a publicity thing. Absolutely. So like increasing the brand value first and then like making it exclusive really works out, right? Exactly. Nobody yeah. nobody's gonna buy nobody's gonna buy an ex, you know, quote unquote exclusive T shirt or an exclusive pair of shoes from you if they don't yeah. know who you are and why it's exclusive, quote unquote, you know. Yeah. And even like uh, another last thing as we get to the end of the podcast, um, I would like to mention about Jaden Smith, you know, Will Smith's son, right? I believe, yes, I believe I've heard of him. I don't know a lot about him, though. Yeah, um, I think you should go and check out about him. Like, he is a really creative person. Like, so he owns, uh, he's basically built a record label. Uh, it's called as Misfits Rep. And then there's a clothing brand. Oh, he's brand an American rapper. Yeah, he's a rapper. And mm-hmm. he makes music, too, obviously. And then he also uh, has a clothing brand. And, like, he makes, like, he goes out to thrift stores. There's a video of him. He goes out to thrift stores and gets, like, clothes and stuff and then stitches them together and there's some vision in his mind and then, like, he stitches all them together and makes it look, like, really amazing. Right. I mean, that's... that's awesome. I have that's, a, I have a friend who did that recently. Like, yeah, I have a friend who did that. Actually, it's the same designer who's uh, designing the, uh, the stuff that I'm currently going yeah. through for the... Uh, apparel company she did this uh shirt mix she kind of cut she took two shirts and kind of cut them at like an angle from like from like about midway through the torso torso at an angle down to the bottom and replaced the top of this plaid button down shirt with this basic like long sleeve kind of like sweatshirt and made like this nice mix i'll send you a picture afterwards it was I, i really liked the design um and she was selling those and just stuff like that. Like that, that exactly what you were just talking about, that random stuff that you can yeah. just put together and make totally unique is totally saleable. Exactly. It's kind of like imperfect, but it's perfect in like 
through the customer or like whoever seeing the clothes like uh, like exactly. to someone as uh, to the creator it might look imperfect because like they might have something in their mind but then they're not able to execute that but then through the customer or the viewer's perspective it's like it may be perfect because the viewer or the customer doesn't have that same perspective as the creator so eventually right. you exactly. end up with a great product yeah totally exactly so, yeah. and if you and if you believe in your product and if you have passion behind it and you think this is great and you would wear it yourself that says a lot more than just creating Absolutely. it and putting it out you there. Would like- if you would wear it yourself, if you would use it yourself, that's the big thing. One of the things that I went through uh, with the with the apparel industry that I alluded to, uh, I would like to have a pair of shoes on there. And the first company that I went to is a make-on-demand company called Alive Shoes. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. They're in a, they're a Canadian-based company that works with manufacturers in Italy. How you how how their system works is you can create your shoe for free. You create the shoe and then you send it to their team and they review it and either approve it, deny it, whatever. Once they once you get a pair of shoes approved, you then go and you have to make seven pre-orders. You have to get seven pre-orders before the shoes will go into production. That means seven people have to buy the shoe before it even ever gets made. This oh, is oh okay. So it's just make sure that there's no wastage. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with me is that yeah. that's it's a wonderful idea. The only problem is the shoes that I was making. They they're they're expensive shoes by the way. They're Italian leather shoes. Yeah. They're expensive shoes by themselves. The shoes that I was making were retailing at one hundred and eighty four dollars. Yeah. And I would. That's I mean you know whatever a nice pair of shoes you know you yeah. can spend money on it. I've done it. But the other problem with me is that. I wasn't able to buy a pair of shoes to test myself or I wasn't I wasn't able to be given a pair of shoes to test myself. They gave me a discount code that gave me a pair of shoes for free. However, I still had to make six more pre-orders before I would get my own pair. So yeah. I refuse to put my name and my reputation behind something that I'm not able to test and use myself and say, yes, this is good. This works. I will use it in my own you know, household so you can too. I'm not going to go out and say, hey, go buy these shoes. They're great when I've never tested them before and I don't know anything about the shoes, you know? Absolutely. So yeah. I went with them and I was like, this is a great idea, but if you're not going to let me have a pair of shoes... And then they, they introduced a prototyping program where I could order a pair of shoes with an extra fee on top. And I'm like, at that point, I'm paying $220 to see if I like the shoes, and I'm not up for that. Yeah. So I ended up telling them that I was out, um, that I wasn't I wasn't up for that, unless they were willing to just send me a pair of shoes. Because if they sent me the pair of shoes, I most likely would have done business with them. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. They're lost. Probably lost, you could do whatever. it sometime in the future, I guess. Oh yeah, I'll figure it out in the future. Uh, and I'm right now. I'm gonna go try to find other people that can do it. But that's yeah. just an example of like the standards that you should have. You shouldn't be able to. I I don't think I could ever put my name behind something that you haven't tested. I also don't think that you should advertise something that you can't personally vouch for. Absolutely. Um, that's essentially the whole of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess this is the end of. Uh, conversation right. yeah so this was so really fun talking to me yeah this was this was great we got a lot of information out there absolutely and the audience too they have learned so much about broadway especially i mean absolutely 
Yeah, so... Um, you might have to plug really quick, a personal plug. Yeah, you can absolutely plug. Take your time. All right. Go uh, if you go, for all of you uh, viewing right now, for any of you guys that are actors, I currently offer a product that I talked about earlier in the podcast, which is a mic pack belt, which uh, straps the mic pack belt, or the mic pack to the... Uh, to your back, in the arch of your back. It's very comfortable. It fits very nicely, and you can get one custom made for yourself on my website, Not Innovative, N-O-T-T-I-N-N-O-V-A-T-I-V.com. Uh, you can get that there. I For those of you that have knives and want nice sheaths made for them or uh, do outdoor adventuring or uh, camping and would like a nice sheath for your knife. I make leather sheaths. I also make leather coasters if that interests you at all. For those of you that have products that you want to sell, I do product photography and would be happy to take pictures of your products. Just do everything. Visit my website and shoot me a quick email at notinnovative, N-O-T-T-I-N-N-O-V-A-T-I-V at gmail.com. I also do videography and I edit videos. You can contact me and I will give you all the rates and stuff like that at the email that I just gave. Yeah, absolutely. So here is a versatile artist. And so, yeah, it was really fun talking with you. And I'll link up everything. I'll link up your website and your Instagram too so people can have a check out your work as well. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You as well. Thanks so much for having me.